Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Desi Sportscast uh, football show with Nevin. And uh, firstly, apologies, we were due to go live yesterday, but due to technical issues at my end, uh, we were unable to broadcast the show, so we, um, we rescheduled it to our normal time, which is 5pm uh, uh, IST on a Sunday. Um, so, firstly, yeah, thank you for putting up with the issues yesterday, uh, but hopefully... Um, all things will be okay today. Uh, IT will not let me down, so we can carry on with the show. So let's not wait any further. Let's bring on the main man himself. Uh, and for viewers, um, I hope you understand why there's a bright yellow shirt on. Hello, Nevin. How are you, my friend? All good, all good. Like Sitting on top of the table is a nice feeling, I guess. Uh, well, <laughs> it's something that you're getting used to this season. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy for the fans, of course. Like. I think what they've gone through for the last these many seasons, I think it's nice to see a lot of positivity and not just for the fans, you know. I think the whole state is bustling with energy. Everybody's oh, talking about Kerala Blasters. I remember, I, I mean, I I live on the first floor and I remember after the match when I go downstairs, it's usually the parents, that's the first thing that they ask. They're like, oh, wow, we won again. And there is that collective feeling about the club and it's, it's nice to see. That is really good to hear, and uh, that's what sports does. It takes people's mind off of the things that are happening and uh, builds up the spirit and uh, brings joy. And uh, it's been a while since the Blasters have been able to do that. Uh, I just have to say, I never look good in yellow. I don't think I own anything that's yellow. Uh, but uh, you look good in that shirt, I have to say, my <laughs> friend. You. And uh, But anyway, how's it been for, for you in the past couple of weeks? Um, I mean, I don't remember any episode where I've told you it's been relaxed. I've always said that I'm just working, working, working. But I think this is the most I've worked ever. And that's that's a lot. <laughs> so uh, there's a, there's some company work happening. I'm also working on a couple of series on mental health and forensics. And I'm also um, there is ARPO, which is like we're doing a lot of work in Kerala folklore and history. And on top of that, I'm sure I'm missing something here. Uh, well, yeah, I'm also working. I'm actually working on an Indian football podcast as well. Uh, it is a it's a commission podcast, and uh, there is a new um, a company that's going to come to India in the in the coming months. So we are making a podcast on something Indian football. I can't delve into the details, but that's also very that's incredibly fun. So that'll so be really good happen. to hear as well. And um, I'm. Glad they came to the main man for that as well. So uh, good on them. Um, hopefully, uh, uh, Desi Sports Guys had something to do with that. But no, the thing is Absolutely. that if you weren't busy, <laughs> if you weren't busy, I'd be really worried. Uh, if you had a quiet week, then I'd be um, DMing you a lot more, thinking, "Are you okay? Yeah, Are you sure. okay?" So that's good to hear. Now, I think that that's that's our relationship. I think whenever you asked what's been up, I've only replied, "I'm just busy with work." I don't think I am. <laughs> I've ever replied saying, hey, all's good, I'm chilling, you're taking a vacation. I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah, but you're doing work that I would enjoy. I'm doing, I'm really busy at work, but I'm doing something that, um, just to bring <laughs> the uh, the money in to pay the bills. Anyway, let's get into the show. And, you know, it's, it's a good show uh, today in the sense that we're bringing back a friend of the show. Um, you know, I always say that it's beautiful to see uh, the background to your scenes whenever you're outside and some of the photos you share. But this is another region of our country that is beautiful and always good to see and it's even more better when we can welcome in uh support of the highlander who's been on the show before welcome to the show Ashirwad. how are you my friend thank you uh, I'm, I'm doing really good thank you uh, how have you been it's been uh, i think almost a year since we last uh, spoke about indian football in particular uh, a lot of things have changed i think since then you know first wave the second wave different strains and new season so yeah uh, we're happy to be here it's really good to have you as well my friend yeah it has been a year uh, since we last spoke and um, uh, you know we were looking forward to a playoff surprise a shock uh, unfortunately it didn't pan out that way in a tight game uh, but how's the past year been for you and how's the, I mean, we have to talk about it because we're still coming out of it here in the UK, but how, it must have been a tough year for you in the, oh, by the way, let, how, Nevin, obviously, you know, Ashidwad from the Northeast, a beautiful part of our country. Yeah. I, uh, hi, hi, Nevin, I think uh, uh, 
first of all congratulations for uh, a pretty successful season so far for kerala plus so far underline so far <laughs> yeah because it's football and uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah, you, you 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 guys are doing really well uh, with the whole setup and all the approach that you have with the new coach and so I, I, hopefully this year is the year that you know your hard work comes to fruition because as a fan i can relate to you uh, it's difficult it's more difficult to be uh, to to keep yourself engaged with the team that you love uh, at times when things are not uh, you know going going well and things are not falling into places but i think uh, now is the time and uh, one should always enjoy you know, the ride uh, yes yeah, i just want to i just want to jump yeah, in yeah. that and clarify that you know in this show i am a, i am a kerala blasters fan but not necessarily always i i love the club i love the sentiments associated with football in kerala but i am not a i'm not like you in terms of um, you know you i know how much you love the love northeast i know how much uh, how much effort you taken i don't hence i don't think i deserve to be called a fan in the same category but i'm obviously happy that this is a club that's like what 10 minutes away from the stadium is like 10 minutes away from my home so obviously a lot of uh, Uh, almost all people that i know support this club and love this club so i'm more of a of a neutral leaning towards kerala blasters supporter than like an explicit uh, kbfc but like in this show i'm clearly kbfc <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's associated with uh, ashwat but uh, before we get into the football how's the past year been in terms of covid in the northeast and where you are uh well uh, in the country i think it's been uh, quite difficult the second wave i think it hit uh, india pretty bad but surprisingly uh, because of what whatsoever reasons are known northeast in india did not have that much of an impact uh, maybe because of the climate or because of the lifestyle you know or or uh, or what whatever reasons i i'm not aware of but it was not as big as it was in the rest of the country but yeah it was difficult because of the lockdowns and it kind of takes toll on your mental health as well you know uh, balancing work and your private life uh, so things uh, shifted to digital completely you know uh, we were all sitting inside our houses and working from home so it was difficult it was uh, similar to what people were experiencing other parts of the country but i think in terms of numbers if we have to say uh, this region was not hit as bad as uh, if if we compare it to the rest of the country uh but yeah overall i think the scenario was pretty green uh because of uh, of course uh, obvious reasons but uh, uh yeah i think uh, you know it's human nature to keep going and we have passed that stage uh of course we have had a new different new strains of covid now um the the, the new strain of omicron has uh, entered uh, this region as well <clears throat> but uh, you know it's been uh, we, we cannot say it, it has been a very uh, great year for every one of us uh, in terms generally in terms uh, of you know in generally speaking but uh, uh, yeah i mean uh, there is always a sense of optimism whenever a new year uh, come we, we step into a new year i mean just a change of number but still you know it's human nature to be yeah. optimistic so so yeah so let's let's hope that this year we uh, get to you know see i don't expect uh to go back to the normal that we had before covid but what we what i expect is to be more uh, you know uh, to get used to the new normal see that we are getting to see right now uh i mean i'm sure even in uk uh, things have been pretty bad you know covid had a very uh, massive impact on uh, on uk and uh, so with the new strain and also i'm not sure how people are coping up with it or the hardy government services are coping up with it but uh, uh we cannot say it's same but in, it's similar in terms of how people are dealing with it so yeah i mean and if you could shed some light on it yeah yeah a couple of things yeah we we're, we're coming out of it now the government made a decision last week we're just going to live with it it's going to be one of those things that um we're going to have spikes especially in our winters so we'll just have a probably a booster jab just prior to that which we do for the flu you'd be surprised the number of people that die in this country through the flu um mm-hmm. so and um pretty much all restrictions have been lifted from Thursday so i mean we we've been relatively open anyway we've been going to football and mass gatherings certainly in england have been um 
happening. So, and nightclubs and everything, restaurants, it's all pretty much as normal has been since Christmas. So, yeah, it's something that, like you say, we have to live with now. I think something you have to get used to, certainly in Europe, because of the climate that we have. Um, you mentioned the word optim optimi optimism, if I can say it right, uh, that when the new year starts, we always have optimism when the new football season starts. And the Northeast, after, you know, like I said, a very tight playoff loss, but a good end to the season, you must have been going into the new season with a bit of hope uh, for a, not maybe the same, but hopefully a good season. Um, and on the back of that first se uh, that last season, I want to start off with asking you your thoughts and the thoughts of fellow Highlanders on um, Khalid Jamil being appointed the first full-time Indian manager. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, well, um, uh, we were not surprised with the appointment. We actually kind of, uh, you know, kind of hoping for it to happen uh, because of the way the team performed. I think he's kind of a leader that they, everyone looks up to in the dressing room. Uh, I mean, if Khalid speaks, then you listen. There is kind of a, uh, a kind of an aura that he has inside the dressing room. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, well, he's not uh, that much of a of an extrovert in terms of camera he's not kind of a camera person when you you know when you see his interviews he's being very straight he's always very straightforward and he keeps his words to himself and uh, but when when it comes to uh, dealing with the players or the tactics i think uh, he has a clear vision on how he wants to run the club or, or the team uh, if i have to say uh, so last season when we had uh, that run after you know uh, gerard Luce was uh, his contract was terminated and khalid jamil was appointed as the interim manager uh, that that run we had from that uh, from that uh, from his first match to to the uh, second leg of the semi final I think it was pretty much clear that uh, his he had a very big impact on the on the on the club in terms of the tactics and and uh, and holding the dressing room together. Uh, 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 when we when we step into the new season, uh, I would rather say that I was uh, a bit more optimistic. Uh, at the end of the season than, than compared to the start of the season because of the personnel that we had and the change in personnel that we had uh, in, in, that, in that gap, uh, in the transfer window. Uh, of course, you know, Khalid Jamil uh, cementing his place as the manager or the management taking the decision to put Khalid as the, as the first Indian head coach, full-time head coach. Uh, that Obviously, that is kind of a thing that you always look forward to uh, from the perspective of an Indian football fan. I mean, it gives way to other, you know, uh, aspiring coaches who are, you know, trying to get into the coaching setup that there is obviously a chance and there is obviously a scope to get into the big leagues, you know. <clears throat> but uh, I think, uh, like I said, I had more hopes towards the end of the season or by the end of the season than, uh, than compared to the start of the season because of the personnel change that we had, you know. Uh, we lost, uh, you know, four or five really good players during the transfer window. Uh, we definitely uh, had to revamp our squad, and uh, I think uh, it's 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 always uh, difficult to, you know, have that consistency if you have if you do not have similar set of players in in, in certain positions. Uh, it's been it's been uh, a fact historically, if, uh, if you can see in all the other leagues or all the other clubs, that to sustain and to have a certain uh, you know consistency, you need those personnel. Uh, you cannot make a whole wholesome changes, you know. So, so I think yeah. we were hit by that as well. Yeah, um, and we'll come on to the squad started. changes and the big losses you had. But uh, Nevin, uh, I know you've been crying out for a full-time Indian coach being allowed to coach the ISL team. And uh, you've said a lot of good things about Khalid. So, and it's good to see that the club is still backing him. Yeah, but uh, I wish they back him. I think I completely agree with Ash about, uh in terms of the personnel changes is just so much for a club to cope with. You know, they should have maybe Apoya. You can't, you know, you can't stop such transfers. But like generally with the foreigners, it's easier to keep them on board and uh, and also generally have a good core. Right? Any successful team has a, a a good backbone that goes from the goalkeeper to the forward. So I think that that um, that. Backbone has been missing, but I'm sure uh, Khalid Jameen will find out who he wants to work with. I've had the uh, privilege to watch the last two matches of Northeast United, and I was pleasantly surprised. They're a very, um, I think they're a very cohesive unit. They've been very unlucky 
hitting the post and i've been particularly impressed with fellow state uh, person uh, suhair i think he's been a very good forward so uh, i think it's generally uh, i think northeast has been a little unlucky and it's also a very difficult season right we've seen it like stop due to corona virus i think a lot of these players coming out and uh, players and coaches coming out and saying that you know they're mentally exhausted they're worried about you know getting sick so uh, i think this season isl has just generally been um uh, what do you say in the last two weeks especially low morale so uh, i i i think i don't even watch isl anymore uh, thinking of you know properly analyzing it and all i'm just watching it like okay football's going on so i, I have to watch it uh but um, you know i think sunil chetri uh, captain of the indian team also came out and talked about it so it is a very it's a reality everybody is facing a lot of difficult times inside the bubble um which is sort of taken the sheen away from what is actually happening on the football pitch and people are just getting through the matches so that's taken away quality in general but um, i saw the match against odisha i don't think northeast was bad against uh, chennai chennai are a very good team um, maybe they didn't take enough chances and uh, chennai were more clinical so I I don't think um, of course I'm not a I'm not a fan of Northeast United so my feeling of the for the club is a little different but I still think there is uh, enough there for um, a fan or a supporter to be optimistic because there, I mean as an analyst as a as a journalist I do see a lot of positives on that side. Yeah, and we'll talk about the season then. Uh, apart from a couple of games against Hyderabad and the opener against Bengaluru, I mean they've been close, tight games. But um, uh, Nevin mentioned. In, in terms of personal changes and you did as well Ashirwad the big one obviously being Abuya going for I don't know I might have misread this but a record fee for ISL um yeah. but if he was in England the expectation would be that that fee would be reinvested in some signings but when you look at the players that you brought in they were pretty much all free transfers um is this the reality of Northeast United that the money is not available even if they bring in through transfers um yeah i think uh, over the time we as fans have accepted where we are financially in the league uh or losing apoya like uh, nevin mentioned it was a big blow because uh, he was one of the core uh, members of the squad and of course one of the most promising talents of the country uh and uh, it's very difficult to find a like for like replacement for a player like apoya who usually does all the stuff in the midfield you know carrying the ball you know dribbling passing tackling so pretty much he had everything in his locker but he of course he had a, uh, a huge potential to develop and uh, it's like uh, you know when uh, the big boys come calling it's very difficult to say no to uh, in terms of money as well as the project so uh, mumbai city fc owned by city football group i think uh, they had uh, a plan in mind regarding apuya and i think he bought it of course because uh, <clears throat> personally for him it would definitely be a uh, a better chance of growing because of the of the facilities that cfg would provide or the scope of even you know playing uh, preseason abroad so that from that point of view i personally i understand why apuya took that step uh, but uh, the reality of the club of our club is that uh, even if we could have retained some players uh, uh, i think i i have no idea why the club did not choose to and there was a whole uh, i mean whole some changes between uh, in, in in all all different positions whether it's the center back pairing that we had last season we lost both the center backs uh, uh one of the top scorers from the from the uh, attacking side luis machado was uh, not retained um and then of course uh, the right back was uh, you know again the big uh, big boys came calling uh, you know um Ashutosh Mehta he went to ATK Mohanbagan so it's it's difficult when the big clubs you know they approach you with a good amount of money but uh, uh it's it's quite baffling for us as fans because uh, we did get uh, good good money for Apuya and uh, it was kind of uh, well if i have to say kind of thrift shopping that the club went for rather than a planned way of you know uh, revamp, revamping the squad uh i mean now now if uh, now there will be a section of uh, followers or uh, fans who would, you know uh, blame the coach for uh, bringing in the players but i think it all depends on the on the management as well how they how they uh, you know uh, provide the the money to the to 
the to the coach and and how how things uh, you know work out between the coach and the management as well uh, i mean uh, you you cannot get good good players uh, i mean at, at at a cheaper rate it, it's a reality of today's football you know uh, you cannot get um, amazing of course you cannot get amazing players but it, it, it has, you have to be very lucky to get good players at, at a very low rate, uh, low uh, low price uh, so if i have to calculate uh, i think we lost six players from last uh, season um apuya lambo fox ashutos mehta louis mashado ninthoy was one of the hottest prospects that was let go and uh, um so so if we have to talk about uh, uh, midfield uh, i think hanan santana was someone who was brought in an experienced campaigner uh, he uh, previously played for mumbai city as well uh, so he, the plan was to play santana in the middle and like nevin mentioned i think uh, the club has been a bit unlucky as well in terms of uh, well for results as well as the injuries because injuries again you know pushed uh, santana you know uh, to play as a makeshift defender so it kind of you know rattled what khalid had in his mind uh, but all you know i think yeah the reality is that uh, if if we are getting a lot of money from a player uh, we as fans uh, are really expecting to have a planned you know expenditure or a planned uh, transfer season unlike the other clubs that i can i mean if if you want i can name that there are the clubs who have been very you know uh, diligent and very uh they've gone gone ahead with proper planning i mean hyderabad fc if i can mention is one club that i have followed since last season and the way they have you know maintained their squad uh, retained pretty important players uh, they lost one of the um, uh, attacking talents in colacho but i think the way they have uh, you know brought in players who can replace him i mean uh, if you cannot replace a player uh get a like for like replacement then you bring in two or three players who can you know complement that position so i think those kind of planning we we are not able to see in our club and that is the reason i think uh, a similar thing we happened in 2018 and 19 when we reached the same final for the first time uh people of course they have uh, fans have a lot of hopes and expectation once you reach same final because these are the things that really um, unfortunately rarely happen uh, with our club but when it happens i think the club and the management needs to capitalize on, on it and you know uh, plan it pretty well so that it, it, the club can sustain you know it, it should not be a stopgap approach that we lost a player let's fix it with uh, you know five, five six players and you know just to just to keep the boat afloat so, so i think yeah that is the reality of the club right now another reality nevin and this is what uh, Ashwad said is that uh, a team like Northeast they build up the hopes in terms of they got to the playoffs so you think they're going to build on that they sell Opuya for a record amount of fee you expect them all right you're not going to get another Opuya but you get a couple of players from that fee uh, to strengthen your team all round which is what normally happens uh, if I'm talking about my own club Leicester and by the way I'm still having recovered from Wednesday I'm still under therapy after that result uh, but. Uh, you know with northeast they have a good season then they go down they have a good season then they go down in the sense of uh, placings and what have you it you know there seems to be something lacking there where they can't build on a good season because when you look at uh, the previous year they finished uh, in a good place but the following season they've gone down in the table again yeah i think uh, ashwan sort of explained what is going on with the club perfectly i think he said the right names is and the biggest problem is that uh, what happens in the summer for northeast united is bevelry they just as a club i mean i mean i might be a little brutal but they just switch off and then they wait for other clubs to make their moves and then like one month before the season they again start looking for players and that's not how a football club should be run so that's that's like a big worry for me every summer this happens and uh, i know ashwad is going to agree even the seasons they've done well it's not like there was a great level of optimism in the summer it just so happened that they have they got a good team and they got a result it never was like oh yes the season we're going to really you know go all the way and there's a lot of expectation it's usually okay there's a new team here let's see if they if it's going to work out or not and that's sort of as a fan that must be so frustrating that you have to you know um, you know you have nothing there's no communication with the club for good 6 and months and then it starts again and there's a new set of players it's, it must be very tiring so i I've, i've always been a big uh, like i've always criticized even with apuya they knew this was going to happen for ages literally everyone associated with indian football have been talking about this deal for 
I don't know how. I think we were talking with last season as well. So uh, I think in fact it's Lobera who wanted Apoya in in Bombay, and eventually he was not there. But like so we've been talking about this deal forever that they didn't find a replacement. And central midfield is not a very difficult space to find. Also, there are a lot of good talent out there. Um, I'm sure, say somebody like a uh, Princeton Rebellos, you know, struggling to break through in FC Goa, maybe he would have been, uh, he could have been bought and uh, to the central midfield. Some somebody, you know, you can. There's a lot of talent out there in India. And my biggest problem is, okay, it's it's absolutely fine if Northeast wants to take a, a feeder club approach. Not everybody needs to be an ATK or a Mumbai City. But then, how do you be a feeder club? Then you invest back in your youth teams. You invest back in your scouting. Um, and I must say, Northeast for I mean, it's immense potential. It represents so many footballing states with like so distinct um, cultures of promoting football. And the fact that they are not doing enough, I think, at the grassroots levels to bring these players up uh, to a platform, I think that's a little worrying because I think. If you look at a club like say Shillong Lajong, Shillong is not too far away from Guwahati, okay? And they they used to be a factory for footballers. They used to just bring in good footballers and you know and then sell it to big teams. Then have another set of players come in. All this Bipin, Radim Klang, all of them came from that setup. Even though they played for say uh, in this case uh, Radim's case uh, Northeast, you know, they come from a different setup. And that is where I think Northeast really needs to do something. Um, maybe if they can't do it, at least have. Uh, associations with smaller clubs in the region and have that uh, constant because it's not like Northeast has any shortage of footballers. Any position, anything that you want, you will have footballers here. I think that that system is not in place, and that's a little sad considering the potential that they set up. Absolutely, Ashirwal, and this is something that Nevin and I find frustrating about the Northeast uh, United. Uh, set, well, you'll tell me it's different, uh, but in terms of the structure and the recruitment, because like Nevin says, you know, whether you talk about women's football or men's football, there's, you know, countless players from the Northeast playing in uh, for top clubs in India. And you could think that Northeast has got such a talent pool that they could benefit from, not only benefit in terms of the for Northeast United in taking them to the playoffs in a regular basis. But also, yeah. Apuya being the classic example, ben uh, financially benefit from the sale-on fees. And just, you know, you, mm. you build that momentum, don't you, in terms of bringing the players through, selling them, but still having a good team that is competing every year in men and yeah. women. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, I think... Uh, uh, um, well, I, I usually have this discussion with my friends that... Uh, I have a dream team of Highlanders where all the 11 players are from Northeast United and they're playing in different clubs right now in ISL. And um, I do not have the list with me, so maybe someday I'll share it with you. But I think if I if I put the team out to play, um, I think they're a good contender for top four. I mean, every player in the, in the position, uh, you name it. I mean, Suresh Wangjam and Apuya in midfield, you know, Salaramanjan Singh. Uh, there are a lot of players, Jackson, Singh, Thongjam, you know, um, Changte is there, you know, so there, there are a lot of players, you know, who are doing pretty well in other clubs. Uh, but uh, my father, uh, usually he asks me the same question that why are players from Northeast not playing for Northeast United Football Club? And the reason being that the, I think the lack, there is a lack of project and, uh, uh, well, you, I, I'm, not, I'm not demanding the owners to spend money left, right and center. It just has to be very smart spending, you know, uh, systematic planning where you can you can plan to uh, you know have a sustainable project. <clears throat> uh, I think the club has lacked that. Uh, there is a lack of vision, and like I said, it's kind of a stopgap approach that the management has tried to do. You lose one player, and just to uh, you know maintain the your maintain your business. If I have to say, it's, it's, it's run like a business and not like a sports club. Uh, the area is full of talent. The region is full of talent, and it's undoubtedly full of talent uh, for men and women teams. Uh, investment in youth is something that we have been crying for uh, for the past two or three years uh, as a supporters club. And uh, well, of course, the first thing that comes as a response is that the COVID has struck, yeah. so we're not able to. Yeah, that is that is of course uh, something that we have to take into account. But I think. Even before COVID came into the scene, uh, there was not much uh, aggressive uh, investment or planning regarding youth in, in, in and around the club in the region. We 
initially for when when the league ISL started, we initially had this uh, arrangement with Shillong Rajong Football Club. Um, I don't know what kind of arrangement they had, but Shillong Rajong FC and North East United FC were working in tandem. And it kind of paved way for many youngsters from that club into this club. Uh, and it, that kind of, if, if, if that kind of approach was distributed among other clubs in the region, I think it would have benefited the club more rather than being, like Nevin mentioned, being a feeder club, you know, uh, who usually, you know, unearths talent and then you eventually lose them to a bigger club. Uh, uh, Apuya being a, a, a classic example. And I think what I'm feeling right now, my gut feeling is that uh, this season, uh, one of the uh, best players of the club has been VP Suhair. And this is my gut feeling that we'll go, we're going to lose him again next season. Probably to Kerala Blasters because it makes sense uh, because it's a home home club, but that's my gut feeling that whenever there is a player who's performing well in Northeast United Football Club, they tend to move away because of the lack of project and lack of vision that the management has in terms of how they want to carry the club forward. Uh, it's completely opposite to what other clubs are trying to do. I mean, you name it, Orisha, whether it's Orisha or Hyderabad. Uh, I mean, retention of players is not just about money; it's about motivating them to stay. Uh, I mean, of course, money also plays a part, but I think the project also in totality has to be quite lucrative and attractive and it has to motivate the player because ultimately they're playing uh, for, for the passion and money is also a part of it. But of course, footballers are footballers because they like to play the game. So I think that is one factor that uh, we have always been, you know, uh, putting across when we have this conversation with, with the management or, or among ourselves that there's a lack of vision and lack of structure in how the club is being run. And Nevin, I mean, I think you'll probably, well, you will correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think uh, the Northeast and Goa are two, two clubs that can just pick from their own states or, you know, the surrounding areas full of talent. I mean, for an example, in, in the Northeast, if they were to run uh, summer trials in the seven states and just pick up five, and you know there's going to be more than five, five boys and girls. Every year, they'd be potentially having 35 young guys coming into a structure, a central structure. And even if you get one player like Apoya every two years, they'll be self-financing. And the same applies to Goa. But Goa, at least in a way, is putting in a bit of a structure to get that system going. I think Goa, in, in, in Goa's case, the biggest advantage is that it's one state. And um, and secondly, I think they. I think that's an advantage the... for Northeast. You got seven states. Ah uh-huh, no, but uh, we must sometimes acknowledge that they are very distinct states with uh, distinct cultures, and yeah. so yeah. it's not like sometimes I think from as mainlanders we sort of like look at it as a very collective unit, but they are distinct states. And I've always been a personal believer that you need more than one Northeast United there. You need, I think, the likes of, say, an Icewall or a Neroka or any of these clubs also playing. Just hold that thought. Let me take Ashirwal's um, uh, response to that. Do you need another club in the Northeast? Uh, well, to start off, I think the idea of eight states united that uh, the owner had, I think it's 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 not realistic, like Nevin said. And about, it's about time that we, uh, uh, you know, acknowledge that there is the, the, the distinct culture that we have. So in terms of football clubs, I think uh, I wouldn't mind another two or three clubs uh, playing in the I-League. I mean, of course, it would uh, seem like we're dividing the fan base, but ultimately your um, collective goal is that the region produces football talents and the the region is flourishing in terms of football. Uh, But personally, right now, at this moment, I would not mind a couple of clubs coming in from the region and, you know, uh, applying their trade in 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 the ISL. And uh, Bharat, if I may add, and Ashwat will be the better person to say this, but Guwahati is not the center for football. So, like, you want the sort of the mecca of football to have a football club there. Uh, because if there's a, like, a, if there's like an Isol or if there is like a Shillong, where there is a, you know, massive group of footballers there, uh, these kids cannot come to Guwahati for training or something. You need to have infrastructure there. And you need to have like the the setup going from those locations itself. So something like an Imphal um, um, or like an Isol, all these places along, all these places need to have um, at least an I-League uh, I club. But even I-League has become such a way that it's not sustainable anymore to run a football, football club in I-League and this. you know there's no money. In the, exactly. So I personally feel 
and this is something that the indian football fraternity including fsdl should look at because say another club in northeast is also a rivalry there's also a lot more passion at stake um, i think uh, that is going to just overall like increase the uh, the conversation and uh, love for football in this space and also if i may add this is some point i wanted to go back to said goa has a very um, you know i think well run state league as well so that's been i mean we we might i mean we give credit to fc go where it's due but it's very easy for them all they need to do is send a scout to the goa pro league and just watch the best players and they are the best club in the town so everybody yeah. wants to sign for fc goa i think in case of northeast that's also a task because not a lot of these state there is i mean manipur is doing uh, quite okay but we still need a better st- a structure there and a lot of those grounds i think the infrastructure is so bad that i've seen i mean at least 2 3 years ago it's not played it's I, even personally i went to kohima for a football match oh my god like the fact that they can play football in that ground itself is a big achievement but you won't get the best footballers out there if they are like battling the terrain more than the football itself you know they're just slipping and falling in this clay and mud mm. and and fog so you can't see anything as well so it's just uh, a lot of uh, challenges like that so i think there's a lot of uh, lot happening and i i don't know what happened again ashwad if you have some information to let me know because i think say post 2010 a lot of fifa funds did go to northeast states um if i remember right i think uh, misoram got a little bit of it uh, manipur obviously got the uh, uh, the chunk of it i don't know where this is going to right because in terms of um, i know a lot of artificial turfs popped up in misoram especially and uh, manipur but then are they being used to use properly i still think the the infrastructure exists but is not being run properly due to how it, how things are in indian football so this is a very it's it's a mess you it's it's sort of uh, to blame northeast united for the entire thing is also completely unfair because i think see uh, i i'm just thinking out loud here if it was so easy for northeast united to just go find footballers and have these scouting tournaments they would have done it right so well. you have to also ponder you have to ponder what is stopping them is there like internal politics uh, yeah. you know yeah. uh, Yeah, so I think uh, because a lot of uh, if you look at uh, northeast states, a um, lot of uh, important politicians also run football. Football is like a, a a big deal, right? That's a big vote bank, and a lot of influential politicians are behind football there. Uh, so obviously, I don't think it's as easy as what you and I say from our comfortable home, saying, "Oh, why are they not doing enough?" And all. Maybe there is a. Uh, of course they are not doing enough i don't think i want to take that away from northeast united they are not doing enough but maybe the challenges are bigger than what it seems well if there's anything successful you know there will be a politician soon on the bandwagon so there's no surprise there but um just before you come and answer nevin's question ashirwad uh, i spoke to samir who's from um who's a gore a big supporter of fc goa and he was telling me about the structure there and the, and like nevin says a really good state league but also a couple of the uh, historical clubs are looking at coming back into the i league and then isl when promotion relegation comes into it so if if a small state like that can do it and i t- totally take on board the issue about eight states in northeast and the finances what are your thoughts on the back of uh, what i've said what nevin said about the finances that came into uh, the northeast and the structure state leagues and outside football influence from other stakeholders uh well yeah i think uh, nevin is correct to a certain point that uh, we cannot blame the club completely that uh, they have not been able to uh, do the things that we expected them to do uh, there are other stakeholders involved in this as well like the state government who are are they willing to you know um, uh, you know um, are they showing any ambition in terms of a footballing project i think uh, states like manipur mizoram uh, meghalaya they are football oriented states you know football is the is is core in terms of you know sporting um, you know abilities there and uh, i think mizoram and meghalaya uh, even in manipur recently they have developed their uh, infrastructure in uh, when we talk about football Uh, I'm not aware of the finances that came in, in in the region, but when I talk about Assam particularly, Assam has always been. I mean, uh, I mean, till eighties, I think Assam was a completely football crazy state. You know, uh, 
uh, we had a lot we had a lot of players from assam who used to play in i league as well uh, and uh, so so now uh, what happened is that after 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 from the late 80s till date i think uh, assam has shifted its eyes its gaze towards cricket more than football and it has become a cricket oriented state uh the the more emphasis is on the cricketing boards that are there in in, in the state and other than on football so if i have to uh, i mean until northeast united football club came into existence i don't think uh people here were that much um interested in in you know local football in cities especially in big towns i mean in smaller towns we do have individual domestic leagues in different states of assam we have different leagues uh from where we can we can we can see players like halicharan narzari coming up and you know making a name for himself in the in the in the national scene uh but uh, um yeah i think uh, when we talk about infrastructure and the and the involvement of the external factors i think assam has lacked in in that scenario of course uh, the 90s and the 2000s early 2000s were a time where we had other socio political issues in the state as well which kind of hampered yeah. not just uh, progress uh, for for uh, you know uh, you know things like sports but other other things as well you know no basic infrastructure or you know when we talk about the you know achieving the sdgs and whatever the, the things that you see as as a, as a whole the holistic development i think the state you know it was hit pretty bad not just the state but i think the whole region it was hit pretty bad uh, because of the other socio political issues you know uh, but uh, the reason i try to uh, you know uh, put my finger on uh, northeast united football club because um, since the inception of isl i think they were an entity that people uh, put a lot of hopes on that this is the club that you know try to bring everyone together and be the kind of uh, the savior of the regional football you know uh, of course there are other clubs who are playing in i league who are de- doing really well you know neroka Isol FC, Isol FC even won the league. Shillong Lajong has been producing a lot of talents, you know. So there are other clubs definitely, but I think on the bigger stage, just just uh, whether it's fortunate or unfortunate, because I League has taken a backseat and ISL is now the Premier League in Premier Footballing League in India, and uh, uh, so we all looked up to Northeast United as a, as a, as an entity that you know try to you know uh, invest in football that that the state governments are. Uh, we're not able to do as much as we like them to do uh, when we compare uh, scenario with goa i think it's very uh, i think i think completely i agree with navin that it's very easy compared to us uh, because they have a state run league and there's just one state where you just need to you know go and scout different players whereas here the infrastructure and the the commutation uh, i think it is the, is the main problem uh, traveling from one place to another because of the terrains or 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 other issues that we may face uh it's difficult for you know the scouts and the analysts to move around and then you know get um the things that they want or the talents that they want to see but i think with proper planning uh it could have been done i mean if northeast united started off with a collaboration with chilong rajong fc i think the uh the year the next year they could have done that with other clubs as well and once you have that kind of a collaboration i think it's easier to get the datas that you want to uh, and then uh, that that would i mean you do not even need to invest in a separate uh, infrastructure or a separate uh, you know reserve team just invest on the just i mean just have a collaboration with the teams that you have you know uh, that you have from the region and then ask them to you know scout players that that they usually do i mean if you just put some money on the way the other clubs are functioning i think it eventually will give you the results that you want rather than having completely new setup and that is what northeast united i think it backfired for them because they cut their terms with shillong lajong and then they wanted to have a different completely different setup of their own and uh, the issue that i think nevin also mentioned is that it's difficult for young young players or young experience to move from different parts of the region to guwahati because of course it's a issue with the traveling uh and then you have to stay here the accommodation um so there are a lot of things that are involved you know the education as well i'm not sure if the club is taking care of that uh so so um, i mean in england i uk i know the, the clubs they take care of the education as well and i mean if someone is from a different place then accommodation is also taken into account but i don't think uh, any ufc as a club uh, is financially as well equipped as you want them to be to take care of all such things i mean 
I personally know how much uh, Apuya used to get as salary from the management. So, so, so these are things that are quite public, and it, it, it's usually treated as as a job, uh, not as a. I mean, uh, you, you don't treat a player uh, like a project. You treat. I mean, the club has been treating players like employees. I mean, if you're performing well, then you're here, and if you're performing really well, and then someone is here to take you off our budget list, and it's well enough. So these are things that I see that uh, are the negative sides of the of the club. Uh, of course, uh, they have invested in the reserve league, but uh, it's it's not uh, spread around the region. I mean, you hardly uh, hear player from you know the uh, the innermost areas of the region, whether it's Assam or Sikkim or Mizoram or Arunachal, coming here and playing the trade and then making their way up to the first team. So it's it's very rare. Uh, we the players that we have from the region are. Uh, either being brought by brought from other clubs, or uh, I th- it's mostly we're buying players from other clubs uh, who are who are basically from this region. But I I don't see any player coming up to, through the ranks, you know, and uh, making their way into the first team. Yeah, and that's really sad. And like I said, we've shared a few few of our own thoughts in terms of what the process could be, uh, taking into consideration the financial issues, the travelling issues and what have you, what could potentially be there. But just before I come to a question from a viewer, uh, GK Roshan, um, very quickly, Ashirwad, do the state leagues pre-pandemic, were they happening on a regular basis in any of the states? Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry? Are the state, were the states leagues taking place pre-pandemic? Uh, well, uh, there are no uh, state leagues as as such in uh, i mean uh, the, the the leagues are not well organized it's kind of uh, uh, it's not p- proper planned uh, i mean uh, they, there are clubs from assam who uh, who play in a league i think in the third or fourth division i'm not sure uh, one of one of the clubs from where halicharan narjari made his way to the uh, to not united football club and now he is in hyderabad uh, so, uh, so, so the there are leagues, but it's not well organized that you see or you want them to be, uh, and it it's quite sad because the the region has so much of potential that if you organize and make them play regularly, you can unearth gem every year. I mean, like you mentioned, I think we can get uh, solid players, couple of players every year who can knock on uh, your first team, and then you know they they're I mean you can rely on them to have. Uh, a good role to play in in, in, a, in any club that you want because uh, what what the, what the kids need right now is that uh, a proper infrastructure or proper uh, setup where they can play regularly and learn from the best uh, it also boils down to the uh, to the number of coaches that we have in in the region i think it's uh, it's, it's very less if you compare to other footballing states in the country uh, and uh, uh, well, now people are actually they are taking interest, and I have personally I know a friend who got his D license recently. So I know of a couple of people personally who are you know taking interest in in this and taking a step, uh, so that you know they can contribute for their fair share of their knowledge in the game. But uh, in terms of answering your question, I don't think there is any properly well run. Well, that uh, leads me to uh, the question from G.K. Roshan. This is for you, Navin Anashir, but uh, this is your knowledge. Uh, he asks, uh, besides players, do you think the coaches from the Northeast region are getting enough credit for their job considering the performance of Aizal, Niroka or Trau in the I-League? You know, I, I'll answer that question and I'll also add a little bit of context to what Ashwath is saying. He was, he was talking about Assam. Um, and uh, the state league structure there, and it's a little worrying, like you said. Uh, but I think the other positive side of it is, is I think Mizoram Premier League even had like a Sony live uh, Sony streaming uh, to it. So, um, and it was, it was actually quite well done in the last uh, couple of seasons. So Mizoram and uh, Mizoram, Manipur, and uh, to an extent Meghalaya are quite uh, quite good. Uh, and he did highlight. I think Ashwath did highlight that these three states have like football in their blood. Then they 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 love it so much that they will do the uh, extra to make it sure it's accessible and like everybody can enjoy it. Um, uh, coming to the questions on coaches, I think uh, uh, I think Tongboy is like the 
the biggest example that we have and um, uh, Tom Waisinto is uh, he, he sort of shot a film from Shillong Lajong and uh, uh, he was associated with Kerala Blasters he was associated with Odisha and I think he's like a a, a big uh, big figure in Hyderabad's revolution as well I think so you can clearly understand that his his knowledge in terms of identifying players and uh, scouting players I think uh, he's, a, he's a chief scout and I remember last uh, Kerala Premier League when I went to uh, watch a couple of matches he was there as well and he was watching football matches in the Kerala Premier League so he's like I think uh, Roshan you're right in terms of uh, there are good coaches out there I think there are fantastic scouts out there um, I personally have met uh, a few of them but I also um, maybe I'm stereotyping in some sense so forgive me but I've also seen that a lot of them um, don't aim big enough. Um, I've, I've met like really fantastic people, but they see, I mean, they feel the opportunity is sort of restricted to the states there and the teams there that not a lot of them have ventured out. It could be the lack of opportunity. So it's very, I mean, I might sound very arrogant and uh, entitled to be, you know, saying that they are not dreaming big enough. But I personally, the ones I know, I'm not taking their names, but they've also not really ventured out of their comfort zone. They know a set. They know what they know a particular stage and culture and they are happy working in that area and they've not really ventured out into uh, you know uh, so that is where somebody like a Tongboy is like revolutionary because he's gone out there and and now you see the likes of Renity Singh all of them um, you know winning plaudits in terms of their um, ability so hopefully uh, it, I mean they're they're fantastic footballers and they've been proving it for the last so many years especially I think in the last uh, three decades we've seen plenty of northeast footballers so they're all there they're all earning their coaching badges and um, say somebody like Shiloh Mama for example I've, I want him to be associated with football because uh, he's been around for so many years and um, I, I, I want him to be at least if not working so I think coaching is not necessarily head coach right you can do so many other things be working with the academy be the scout be, be a piece of, or like a specific training like a forward coach or goalkeeper coach strengthening coach. So I really hope uh, they are uh, encouraged and the only way we can now do is that establish, um, you know, centers for coaching excellence in within Northeast itself so that you have, you bring them on board more easier and you show that there's work out there, there is, um, you know, money out there, uh, there's great opportunity out there and slowly. And I think this is along with coaches, you have to talk about referees as well. You've been, I think the referees have been the the central team to isolate the season and the lack of their quality. Uh, give them that opportunity. Get get former players on board. Get uh, a lot of players don't always make it to the top uh, top leagues, right? But they have the the abilities to you know they have the physical abilities. They have the brains for it. So why not convert them to uh, referees, coaches, and uh, and make them start early? I think at I think at twenty five, I know that I'm not going to make a great footballer. So rather than me having to waste 10 years, another 10 years trying to be something else, can I just jump jump into coaching and working with football teams in terms of strengthening, whatever is mine. So I think uh, I think the onus is on AFF and respective state federations to have centers there and encourage people and not just players. I think, um, um, I think players will just keep emerging simply because there's like footballs in the blood, there's local tournaments. So the football players will keep emerging to show that there is a, a professionalism side of it, that, that, that you can make money doing so many things else and that's actual work. I think it's up to all uh, people involved in all stakeholders of Indian football to show that there exists. Mm. So well, uh, I think the onus has been on the uh, Federation for a long, long time. Um, but, uh, we'll, you know, we, we still live in hope. Um, Ashirwad, we have to talk about this season and, uh, you know, in terms of how it's panning out, it's not good to see your team, and especially with Nevin wearing that shirt, at the other end of the table. Um, you know, uh, we were saying this year the bottom place is pretty much sorted. I think it's going to be East Bengal, but, you know, they've pulled up for a couple of results. But to be fair to your team and to what Nevin said earlier, you know, the games that I've seen, and he's certainly seen live, I've just seen the highlights, they've been close games. Um, what are your thoughts on the Highlanders in terms of how the season's panned out? Uh, <clears throat> well, like I mentioned, I think... Uh, uh, the transfer season was kind of a bummer for many of us but of course you know whenever a season starts you kind of start with a lot of optimism 
the game against Bengaluru, I think losing 4-2 was pretty harsh compared to the way that we played. There were similar games where we uh, could have, you know, maybe nicked a win and we drew or we lost the game. Uh, when we talk about, I think numbers do not lie, but when we talk about numbers, uh, last season we had uh, four losses overall out of the 20 matches we played. This season we have lost already eight matches uh, out of the 13 that we've played. Uh, so, so it kind well, of a lot of them, to be about... fair, have been by the odd goal. So, sorry, yeah. I was going to say, to be fair, a lot of them, in fact, most of them being by the odd goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I think there has been a lack of confidence that we uh, saw last season in the team, as a team, as a group, uh, for whatever reasons, it could be the COVID, you know, the mental health that, they, that, that the position, I mean, the status of mental health that the players and the staff are having. Uh, also because of, I mean, the the num- uh, type of players that we have this time compared to the last season. Uh, there have been moments of, uh, you know, uh, inspiration from players like Imran Khan, P.P. Suhair. And I think we were pretty unlucky with the injuries that we, that, uh, uh, that we uh, have this uh, season, you know. Uh, we, of course, lost Federico Gallego and then we lost Brown, uh, Deshaun Brown to injuries. Uh, and then uh, I think Hasa Kamara, he went to, uh, he was also injured for a bit. And then he, I think if I'm not wrong, he went for his FCON duties. Uh, so uh, so I think uh, there were some uh, unlucky moments. I think I think moments decide the game. And if, if they're not with you, I mean, then I think uh, you cannot do anything about it. Uh, but but if you if you talk about uh, the team as a whole, the confidence uh, that uh, with which they used to you know get into the pitch, I think that confidence uh, is lacking this season. Uh, not just because of the of the recent recent results that we have had or the, the the luck that has played its part. I think it also has to do something with the the uh, the chemistry among the members because there were so many new players in the team, and then you need to you know get to know them. And if you're not okay with the way they play so these are a lot of factors that i think uh shape the season that we are seeing right now and uh being at the bottom i think it's 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 very disappointing to say the least uh it's embarrassing as well because uh you don't expect uh, uh a club uh, affiliated to a region with so much of football heritage to be you know at this level uh year in year out i mean uh, even after having a good season uh the whole uh, project has not been to capitalize on that on that good momentum and building on the momentum. So uh, yeah, it's been pretty disappointing. I think uh, uh, I have I have a friend from who's a massive East Bengal fan, and uh, well, I had a bet uh, at the start of the season that we're again going to finish above yeah. him. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen right now, and he must be licking his lips, you know. Uh, so so yeah, it's 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 more sad that we're finishing below East Bengal. Well, I'm just looking at your fixtures, and you've got uh, Mumbai coming up, and then Hyderabad, and the small matter of playing the current uh, table toppers on Friday. Um, I mean, no game's easy, but uh, the performance against Mumbai City must have given you a little bit of heart. And for a player to score a hat trick and end up not winning, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the last match against Mumbai City was kind of... Uh, well, Although yesterday of was disappointing. I take that on board as well. But the previous, I mean, the Mumbai City one gives you a bit of hope. Yeah, yes. I think uh, that match, I think it kind of... Um, well, I personally thought that it just changed uh, the way the players have looked up, you know, uh, approached the season. So, uh, I think uh, uh, there, there are positives from the season that you, that you can take. But it all depends how you you know build on that, and I think the the draw against FC Goa or uh, you know the loss against uh, Odisha FC, where I mean you seem to get a lot of chances, but you're not converting them. The loss against Chennai last night, uh, where you know we could have won by three three four goals, uh, we just seem to not take our chances. Uh, uh, I think these are the matches. I mean, where last season we would have, I think. Uh, got all the three points because of the, oh, uh, certainly of the not confidence. Lost. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly not lost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so I think a lot of factors have, you know, shaped our season this time. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, if I can look at the uh, fixtures ahead, I think, um, I mean, 
next one is against the Mumbai City, and then well, well, among the fixtures that I'm seeing right now, I think the most I'm scared of is the one against Hyderabad FC because uh, usually this is a team that kind of you know uh, which enjoys playing against Notts United well with or without Liston Colacho, and uh, well, uh, uh, I, I'm I'm not being uh, I'm not very optimistic about the way we're gonna finish the season, but uh, I think this should be a lesson for the management uh, and 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 everyone that uh, it's time to change the approach, the way that you are, uh, are trying to run the club and learn from the fellow uh, clubs that are you know doing pretty well. I mean they're having a sustainable growth. We can see in in terms of their performance or or retention of players and all those things. Well, actually, well, I could talk to you all day and Nevin about uh, this, and I needed it today. Like I said, it's part of my therapy to get over the result we had on Wednesday. But actually, what to give you a bit of hope, and uh, all the Highlanders who listen to the podcast or watch the show later on, next season is your season if we go by past records. Because I was just looking at the past four or five years, you finished 10th, then 4th the following season, then 9th, then 3rd the following season. So next year, my friend, yeah. uh, have a lot more optimism that it will be another yeah. playoff. Uh, but I can't end, uh, Nevin, without talking about another huge game for our women's team today. Uh, a lot of players from the northeast as well in that as well. And um, potentially a big step can be taken with a victory, hopefully, fingers crossed, against uh, Taipei towards potentially a World Cup uh, qualification. Absolutely. I think it's a massive match for India. So, um, considering, I think China's already won the... Uh, uh, match against Iran, uh, so I think this is going to be a, a must-win match, and I sort of like I've enjoyed this ride. Um, I, I mean, I, I must admit that I've not watched a lot of uh, Indian women's football matches. It's, it's been a very recent, very recent movie I started watching. So I feel part of the family, you know. I feel fa- like I'm like every time they do something, I'm like it's like uh, you know something that you really enjoy that you're like wow, yay! It's you know they're doing this move, they're playing that move. Um, a lot of pace in the wings for India, um, uh, but uh, I think the finishing was a little bit of a, a problem against um, uh, yeah. Iran, and uh, that might come to come back to haunt us. But at this moment, I'm just enjoying. It. I'm not you know overly uh, you know analyzing uh, what is happening. I think it's a it's a very big step, and at this moment, we should just take the pressure off yeah. and um, let our women be just you know there. Just let them go and enjoy, let them have the fun because they've worked so much for it. Well, last week we did a show with Alka Patacharya who gave us a preview of the coming tournament and it raised my excitement levels to the uh, state that I watched the Iran game and I thought we were really unlucky. The Iranian goalkeeper had a brilliant, brilliant game. Yeah, one, of those games. Yeah. one of those games yeah. unfortunately against yeah. us i think that you couldn't say anything for the girls they left out on the pitch that day you could see um uh, we've beaten taipei last year let's see you know like you say let's not take put too much pressure on them but uh they've all you know the, where they've got to is amazing and like i said a big part of that squad is from the northeast um Ashirwad, Nevin, really fantastic speaking to you. Uh, Ashirwad, I can't thank you enough, my friend. Um, it's not been the best of seasons, but uh, like I said, look on the bright side. Next year is your year, if we go by the trend. Um, but uh, the main point I is... Have, I'm just interrupting. I feel there is enough for, for you to be optimistic in this season as well. I think things will turn around for Northeast. And we've got an Indian coach at Northeast United. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, the main thing is stay safe, my friend, and uh, we'll hopefully have you. um, You'll be generally kind enough to come back on the show soon again because it's always brilliant to speak to you from that part of our beautiful country. Uh, But stay safe and uh, speak to you soon. Nevin, you take care, my friend. I have to rush out now because the mighty blue army is uh, playing in a well at two o'clock, so I'm missing out on some drinking time. All right, take care, guys. Thank you so much. Take care. Yeah, see you soon. Okay, guys, thank you.